1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Carlo Navas. And with me today, co-host of gaming, Kenny Spence. What's
2: up, man? I'm coming off that real exciting win. Last night I'm still having still haven't came down yet. Um, everything's feeling great right now. How you doing, G?
1: We're doing good. Chat saying the Kenny G show. It absolutely is the <laughs> Kenny G show. I forgot who invented that, but uh that was that was really funny. Shout out to Ryan and chat who uh pointed this out and uh, help me fix the Twitch stream title, which I fucked up. But if you look at the show today, what's on the docket, it's a mailbag show. We're answering your questions. We, we reached out to the community, the fan base. We have we, we asked you what you want to hear from us, and, and we're going to give back. We're going to answer your questions. First, though, I, I wanted to do a one current event, and I think it's the most oh. pertinent right now. Orlando Robinson has a, has, an, has a hand injury, and he will be out. For tomorrow against the New York Knicks a team that is two games behind them in the standings a uh, big game Really? I mean two big games in a row for Miami and then following that Milwaukee On Saturday, Kenny. I don't know what this means for them. <laughs> I don't want to go back to Deadman I don't want to go back to not having a center. I don't want to go back
2: Yeah, um Dem is gonna have to play. Um Unfortunately from what he's looked like but I will my hope is that his time off and not being on that foot, which has been injured all season, kind of gives him a little bit of spark. And I don't think he has to play a ton of minutes tomorrow. I don't actually think he will because the Knicks are, they as much as we may say they are a good team this year, so we may see a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of bam. So hopefully Deadman's minutes are still minimal. In some way but it's just unfortunate for orlando because i, I can't say he's like been this amazing player that will that we wouldn't even expect that but he has been solid and things have turned around since they've inserted him instead of deadman
1: i guess you could call up Jovich. although i know he has an injury too so yeah i think he, yeah he's still injured i believe yeah he's injured so they could go they could go really small with haywood highsmith uh they could play deadman i i'm i'm very curious so the knicks are missing mitchell robinson he he's out mm-hmm extended time and their center rotation is is you know on the fritz so that's yeah. going to be and i think that tomorrow is probably not going to be telling what's going to happen the rest of the season but uh for sure is going to be kind of interesting to see where spoke goes i went on uh andrew claudio's podcast uh Nick's film school just now part of blue wire as well we kind of talked mm-hmm. about we previewed heat Nick and he was just telling me how it's just it's just been bad without Mitchell Robinson, and all their lineup data would suggest that their defense falls off a cliff without Mitchell Robinson, and he's kind of told, pretty much expressed that. So uh, hopefully Miami can kind of survive that. I imagine Deadman will play, and then if, if mm-hmm. matchups call for it, they'll, they'll play Highsmith. I think we're on the same page on that, right?
2: I think so. But the thing that does scare me, though, is and I'm not going to sit here and call him this amazing future all star player. But the Knicks have been starting Jericho Sims recently, as far as I know. And he's just again, he's he has a lot to do as a lot of work to do as far as his actual game. But he is just a freak athlete. And so Deadman having to deal with that scares me a little bit. But hopefully things work out tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Bam Bam will still play the most of the minutes yeah. and, and I don't really think that'll be a problem. So we'll we'll just see, you know, I think they'll try a bunch of stuff as you know Spo likes to get weird. And mm-hmm. uh I, I do think that this is kind of an important thing because, you know, if Deadman you know, if, if Deadman's gonna play, you know, I I and if Orlando's gonna miss time, I really do think that a backup center is something that you really have to consider kind of mm-hmm. at the deadline. You know, we have Yurt coming back I just don't know if you can trust these bigs, you know, specifically yeah. Yurt and Orlando, you know, in a playoff game. Maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe you just don't even waste time trying to get one this season because you're not really mm-hmm. competing for a title, at least I don't think. So, you know, maybe it's not that important, but I, Kenny, I'm just a little worried about Orlando in a playoff yeah. game. Yeah,
2: Um. he's still... And he is he's mobile. He makes some great plays. He had an incredible block yesterday. But he he still has his um, slip-ups here and there, and his lack of experience shows at times. And so I do agree that in, in a playoff series, I don't know if we trust him. But the not silver lining to that is,
1: yeah. But the silver
2: lining to that is, um, Bams minutes are going to go up in the playoffs. We may not have to trust Orlando too much.
1: Give, kid, can you give us a... It's all I really need. Can you you give us a and 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 maybe they maybe they trade for a guy who's at the four who could play some five So Mm -hmm. that's not a problem, but you know something to monitor and look out for and I think, you know Kind of we'll get our first taste of what that looks like um, You know tomorrow night uh, against New York in Madison Square Garden huge game for Miami Uh, We got you covered pre and post game. We got hangover time after the game We got pregame and uh, Frankie's off. Uh, It'll be Kenny and I Kenny G show Mm -hmm. back-to-back uh maybe we'll bring a guest to, to keep it on stale we'll, we'll see but moving on to questions baby we got mailbag mm-hmm. stuff uh exciting important uh tons tons to get to i wish we had imaging i know that brian had had imaging once upon a time uh we don't we don't have it anymore I, I'm, I'm pretty sad about that uh because you know we we did <laughs> we did just have a pretty good time with that but Kenny, let's, let's start. I, I like what John Jablanka mm-hmm. asked, so he he writes for us. Uh, shout out to John, and, and the launching pad has really kind of taken the mantle for Nikias in terms of kind of our writing. Um, mm-hmm. John asks, at John Jablanka underscore on Twitter says, How could they counter defenses pre-rotating, sending extra help, packing the paint versus bam rolls? The obvious answer is they don't need to shoot more so they can't help off of it, but what if they still don't respect them? What can they do? I think that's an interesting question because I think that's kind of what happened in the Boston series, right? They would send, you know, whoever PJ's man was, whether that was Horford or Robert Williams, and they kind of pre-rotated to to kind of contain the BAM roll, and it kind of forced them to play a very perimeter-oriented game. I think for sure, Kenny, that's kind of going to be the question for them until they Mm -hmm. find a shooter. Schematically... You know, you could try tons of things like putting those guys in more handoff actions, you know, Mm -hmm. so so that you don't have to. It doesn't it doesn't matter who rotates because when you do when you do dribble handoff stuff, you isolate the play. Right. Because it's just you, your screener and the two men in the action. There's no because that's all like, you know, nobody's going to come from the other side of the court and come interrupt that action. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of what that is. So I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of the one thing they could do, you know, if they get enough shooting off the move. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you feel, but I think that that's kind of the best bet.
2: Yeah, um, that'll help on the perimeter. And I also think, um, and like Jordan pointed out, we can't really like rely on a shooting, so we can't really say just shoot better and open things up. So I do think we could probably, it'll depend on matchups. Um, a lot of teams do still switch everything, so you could probably have one of the guards cross screen for Bam and kind of get him down there with uh, behind the defense or behind some of the defense at least kind of ease things for him. Um, And kind of just make them sag off the three-point line even a a little more. So then maybe the the shoulders have at least a little more of a chance. But there's ways to do it. It just makes things difficult if the shot's not falling. And I've said it. I've said it. Frankie said it. uh, We don't know if the shot shot making is going to increase too much to where we can really rely on it. And so it's probably going to be one of those options. Probably like more handoffs on the perimeter or you're probably going to have to cross screen for Bam and try to get guards on him and just have him attack quick.
1: I, I think it's a legitimate like fear that they have this season and I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I I, tr- I like genuinely don't know how they can like effectively counter it without just shooting better. Because really yeah. the answer is you shoot better. And mm-hmm. because then you know at that point you just make that easy pass to the corner. Yeah. That guy of course can cut, you know, but now I think the problem off the cut is it's a difficult pass to make if you're Bam. You know, typically you run the pick and roll up top. I guess you can run more side pick and rolls and that mm-hmm. guy can cut. You know, whoever it gets help off of, so you have more of an angle. Because if you're up top and you got to give that straight pass through trees and the defense, I think that's kind of a little difficult. So there's some stuff they can do, but I don't think that you can rely on that. You know, yeah, it's it's regardless, it's it's
2: going to come down to the shooting.
1: I, I think so, and it's it's why like we've kind of hammered that they need to find a shooter, mm-hmm. kind of in, in at the deadline or, or for sure in in the off season. Um, mm-hmm. so crapsmout peddler, which is my probably my favorite name on Twitter uh crab asks what defensive improvements have you seen from tyler hero this year am i wrong to think that he's being targeted less aggressively lately or will that just pop up in the playoffs kenny i'll let you start because that's your boy
2: yeah he has been targeted less this season because it's not just so much that he's competing he's also holding his own on that that end a little more um he's a little stronger he's a little more and i understand he has a small he has a short arms he's not quote-unquote athletic but He's making better decisions and kind of controlling the offense a little more, which is, I'm not going to call it, I'm not going to categorize him a great defense. What great defenders do is they kind of control the offense and make the offense do what they want. And you kind of see Tyler do that a little more now, kind of shading guys towards the help um, recovering quickly when he does get beat. Um, he's not giving up on those plays. He's still getting solid contests. And so now teams they're not going away from him necessarily, but it's not the game plan is not always hunt Tyler anymore because of that because it's just not as easy as it used to be, and it's just kind of he's a smarter defender now.
1: I think I don't. I think he's a little bit improved. I do think that most teams just aren't really equipped to kind of do that kind of like hunting. So I do think it'll pop up at the playoffs, and I don't really think that he has like a for sure solution to that. I think that that just kind of is. Gonna, I mean, he's a small guy. I mean, Derek White got mm-hmm. hunted in the playoffs. Derek yeah. White's a good defender, right? But mm-hmm. big wings hunt small players, and yeah. it doesn't. You know, and that's why like I get so impressed with Lowry because he's he doesn't get hunted like that because he he, mm-hmm. he has a lot of weight. You know, part of the thing that people don't like about him is the weight, and he he kind of is able to kind of hold his own there. That's why his isolation mm-hmm. defensive numbers are so good, even though his point of attack stuff isn't the best. Mm-hmm. Kind of that aspect of his game helps, and Tyler. You know doesn't have that weight so i, I do think it's going to be a problem in the playoffs but i think he generally provides enough offense that you just kind of yeah. live with it and he's good and i don't think you know you can sit him just because he's targeted i steph gets targeted you know kemba got targeted there's tons of guys yeah. trey gets targeted it's just it's just life
2: yeah, and 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 there's also just just a thousand counters to mismatch hunting, and so I don't want us to put too much emphasis on I mean, that. You could double, you could do yeah.
1: tons of stuff. Yeah,
2: you can double. Um, it's not ideal. Late, yeah, it's not. It's kind of, but you can double either later or earlier. You can bring the help earlier. You can you can switch and then scram, switch, switch and double. There's a lot, a lot of different things you can do to kind of make the mismatch hunting less effective. And so he will get hunted in the playoffs for sure, just because of his sheer size. But I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as people may think it'll be.
1: I think it's certainly, I think it's a valid question to ask. And I think it's, mm-hmm. I think they have to answer it at some point if they can. And I think yeah. they've mostly survived it. I think, Le, like, I think you saw in the finals, I mean, LeBron was looking for that guy, but you can kind of load up, you can hedge and recover, as you kind of mm-hmm. said to the point that there's like a lot of solutions. So, uh, I think it's kind of part of the fun chess match that that yeah. Expo has to go through. Mm-hmm. So uh, Fezbutter asks, uh, when will Pat wake up? <laughs> I think that's valid. Do you think he's awake?
2: He's awake. It's just they they have it, – it's not that easy to make moves. Nobody's really made that – there hasn't been a ton of movement since last season, really. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's the price of draft picks now. Um we understand KD froze the whole league this offseason, so that explains it. But I think the Heat, are, the Heat are going to look for some kind of move. I just don't think it's going to be the moves people want. I don't think moving Lowry makes a ton of sense because you can get more value out of him this summer. So that probably won't happen at the deadline. I know that may disappoint some people. Um, titles locked in. Obviously, Bam and Jimmy are untouchable. And so you don't have a ton of options. Max juice has struggled, so his value, I'm sure, has gone down. It's Pat is in a tough situation. And – They're also a good enough team where they're not desperate to where they just have to do something for the sake of doing something And just kind of risking making things worse. So they will make a move if it's the right move um, but they're kind of in a tough spot
1: I They they're a team that loves to make moves They've Mm -hmm. always they they're they're sometimes can be move happy I don't think pat's ever scared of doing something but I do think that they, I, I'm, I'm afraid that they'll do something like minor and it's just going to get, keep everybody angry. I just don't really think this is a year worth sinking like resources into. I think it's like not. clearly they overestimated their undrafted <laughs> guys and they kind mm-hmm. of overvalued some cap assets and the season went sideways because none of those guys have played well and they didn't mm-hmm. get a four. And I think they thought they could survive it until they figured something out. But clearly, like, they couldn't survive it. I mean, I guess they're, like, a good team. Like, you know, they're, like, five or six mm-hmm. games over 500 or whatever it is. But, you know, like, they're, they're not where they want to be, right? That's a low bar, right? They're, they're they're held to a standard of champagne and confetti, not, you know, one shot away from the finals, as we've done a lot on this show. So I don't really think it's worth sinking resources into when I don't think they're close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they should just kind of go at it next year, kind of take the lessons they learn. Um, I know the fan base is going to be mad. Um, I don't think yeah. they should attach picks to get rid of any salary. I think that's short sighted and silly. I think trust. You know, if, if you're so good at, at finding these guys, you know, in the G League and undrafted, you know, use that those resources to draft a guy this upcoming uh, upcoming draft. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think uh, I think we're in kind of thing there. Uh, yeah, Troppy Baby and chats are shuffling decks chairs. Shuffling deck chairs coming up. Uh, Festival says, "I don't even think they move Deadman. I think they'll try. I think they'll see if they can like swap him for like another veteran. I I don't know. I I, I don't know. They might not be able to find a taker. <laughs> He's bad. Yeah,
2: just, um maybe they can send him to San Antonio and then San San Antonio weighs him or something because they have cap space. But I even still, I just don't know how that would benefit them necessarily. You get that extra what ten million or something. I don't know if that's really." Beneficial to them without attacking a pick and so the heat are in a tough spot. They're in a tough spot um, I can't fully blame them because like I said Kevin Durant froze the offseason, but They did also overvalue those guys like you said And so I think they, they're just in a tough situation and I don't really anticipate a big move being made this February
1: I would you know, obviously like transactions are fun and stuff but I think sometimes mm-hmm. not doing a move is the right move and I think this is kind of one of those cases where Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of go okay. Well, you know, this obviously, you know, this this isn't working, and we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't sink, you know, too much into it. So, good question right. by by Fezzy. Uh Kane Finn asks. Seems like seems to me uh, Kane f- underscore Finn. Excuse me uh seems to me the heat were hesitant in regards to jimmy's timeline lack of trade talent around him etc i personally felt it was a disservice to his prime and we're here floating around 500 with no consistency or identity did the heat do enough for jimmy that's really retooling brian's pat riley failed jimmy butler yeah and i, I just so i just think that's about- fa- before you go i know where you're gonna go with this. Yeah. i think it's fair i think it's fair to ask have they done enough? Because while two of the seasons have been great, two of them haven't. And we mm-hmm. can try to have nuance on it, but I do think that there's validity to like, have they done Have they done enough?
2: Yeah. And so I, there's that side of it, but there's also the side of Jimmy wanted to come in here because the Miami Heat win and he hadn't won. And so I think, look, I understand Jimmy is a very likable star. He's one of the best players to suit up for the Heat and we want to see him win in Miami. But I also think we're kind of just preaching to the choir with this. The Miami Heat are gonna try to gonna do their best to try to win every season. And Jimmy understands that and that's why he came here. And so as far as them wasting his prime, I think like we've said on previous shows, they've already they haven't won a championship, but a finals appearance and a conference finals appearance and within three years. That's nothing to really turn our noses up at. It's the furthest Jimmy's ever been, and I would consider that successful. Um, championship or bust is kind of a strange... No,
1: it's been successful.
2: Yeah. It's, it's been just... successful, for sure. I and championship, yeah, championships, it's, it's just very difficult to win. And I think what happens is we look at Jimmy having these historic um, performances in the playoffs, and we say we the team's not doing enough to get him help, but the reality is both of those runs he's had he had plenty of help but the help got injured and so he had to put on those performances and that's That's really just out of the front office control.
1: I think 21 isn't the organization's fault I do I understand right. that they ran it back and everyone's mad at them But I just don't I just didn't see anything on that market and they mm-hmm. were capped out anyway And you know, yeah. they were you know, I I just don't think that anything there was worth and remember they, they right. were they were trying for Giannis You know, like do mm-hmm. you really? And I know that we could say like, well, they lost to Giannis in the first round, and it was embarrassing. I just understand them, you know, having a chance at a at a, at a superstar's free agency, and and, and feeling like yeah. we can get him here, and we could pair him and Bam for the next fucking ten years, and. Yeah. Just that's mm-hmm. bro, just think about it. So I can't blame yeah, and, 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 them, I can't blame yeah. them for being green. And, I'm, and I'm,
2: I'm glad you reminded me of the Giannis thing because when we talk about the two underwhelming years, I guess you could say, um, 21 and this year, 21 was a result of them going after Giannis, and this year was a result of them going after Kevin Durant. And so I don't think Jimmy Butler is looking at either one of those things like the off the front office didn't try hard enough to bring him any help. Um,
1: they made he's very yeah. good, they make yeah, that's what, that's what it is.
2: And so it, it's it's not the front office's fault. Jimmy Butler understands that. He just had a quote today saying that he loves it here. Him, Tyler, and Bam are going to win a championship here. And so he's all in. He's all in. He's been all in the whole time he's been here. And so I, I, I just don't think there's a ton to be mad about aside from the result.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: I agree, and I I like I'm glad that you brought out that quote because when he when I saw him say that I never thought he'd leave and I never thought he'd ask yeah. out, but I know that there has been friction between him and and Spo or him and the Org, and that it felt a little reassuring. And I remember mm-hmm. last season he had a quote that says, "Yeah, I don't really care about winning titles. Like I have like other interests. Like I like coffee and shit." Yeah. And that was right before the playoffs, and I remember we were all mm-hmm. like, "Oh fuck, that's not good." You know, like yeah. you don't want to hear that. Like nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> nobody wants to hear the dude who's like, ah, you know, if I win, whatever, who cares? Like right before a playoff run. You know what I mean? Like, right. But he brought it. I'll never question that dude ever again in my life.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I think that quote, I'm glad you brought me of that. So I think that quote kind of reassures us even more that his run with the heat has, has been fine. Um If he's not, if he's. And by the way, because that may be a new quote to some people, he wasn't saying he doesn't care about when he was just saying he has other interests and he just can't.
1: And was it the end all be all for him? Yeah, it wasn't the
2: end all be all for him. And with, and with it not being an end all be all for him, Um a finals appearance and a conference finals appearance in three years, I I would assume he's fine with that.
1: Uh, correctly, I was like, so Jimmy didn't mention Kyle. Well, Kyle's contract expires like next year, and yeah. uh, I think we all know that this 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 journey's ending. Next year or sooner. Yeah. I don't think, you know, even yeah. myself, who is the, the Kyle Lowry apologist, even I don't even think that this extends past that. So mm-hmm. unless they win a title or something and, and something changes, then maybe <laughs> he's beloved. But I, I feel like – I mean, I do know Kyle likes it in Miami. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Probably doesn't – I mean, him and the org, I, I don't – I haven't heard that they're on bad terms. But, you know, it's just a normal player organizational relationship pretty much now, and he likes <laughs> it here. But – Probably you know he's uh he'll probably end up living here. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, right. a lot of players, a lot of Toronto players make stops here and decide. Hmm, kind of. A nice. lot of
2: players who never played for the Heat live in Miami, huh? Most players who never played for the Heat live in Miami.
1: Well, like Ray Allen never lived here and played here. Now he's the coach at Gulliver. You know. Well, he and- definitely he definitely played here. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he like I mean yeah, yeah, guys yeah. that play here. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. they yeah, stay, stay, you know, I, Dwayne's <laughs> one of the exceptions. Uh, he went to LA for his movie star, with his movie star girlfriend, but yeah. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see on that. Vane Hype asks, shout out to Vane Hype, one of the OGs of, uh, of our show and, and really our streaming era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've really gone through, he, he's gone through a lot of eras. It's really been, uh, <laughs> we've really retooled and, uh, and re and, uh, innovated our, our, uh, this this operation so many times yeah. it's kind of fun to think back on. But Hype asks with Jimmy's window closing, what's what's the no questions asked trade to make before the deadline to move the needle to a championship contender in the league of ebbing and flowing in the standings? I think. If I'm getting Hype's question right, it's like, what's the trade that like actually changes your life into being a contender? Because we've only talked about like small moves.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a specific player. Um, I know John Collins' name is floating around again. He's not that guy. Um, it's going to have to be somebody who can play at least backup four and five and can defend and can shoot a little bit. Like 36% from three is fine. Um, I don't think their size necessarily matters in, that, in this case. I just think they have to be productive in that position because that's where this team lacks, especially as we're going to see moving on with Orlando Robinson being out.
1: They, you know, like Bogdanovich is like probably going to be the darling of the deadline. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that he changes your life. I wonder if like, I wonder if like they can do two Like, I wonder if they can get Bogdanovich and like, like Covington. That still doesn't move me. I don't know.
2: Right. Um, and so the thing we do have to kind of keep in mind too, because we understand that they're, they need shooting. Right. But. With Bogdanovich, he's a fine defender who can hold his own. But I think if you're going to go after shooting, you're going to have to also need defense or also need something else because shooting is very up and down, no matter how great of a shooter you are. And so you don't want to make a move just to get a shooter and then he ends up just being in a slump in May, and then you're just it's just kind of pointless. I love. And so you... they're going to have to, okay. yeah. So they're going to they're going to have to just go ahead and try to um find someone at least sort of multifaceted. I like Bodanovich. if it happens, I'm not mad at it Um, but I do think he may cost too much for them. Anyway,
1: I think so too And and if you're giving up two picks for him, which is what detroit's asking for Um, I like just jared said, OG oh, is the darling of the trade deadline Which kind of brings me to my point of like mm-hmm. that's the guy that changes your life Yeah, that's the I I don't think he's gonna get moved a lot of people I, I think I think messiah is serious in three picks and a guy I don't think he lowers that asking price until the offseason, I think for sure at the deadline, that's what he's going to ask for. And whether that's right or wrong of him, I just think that that's what he's going to do. And I, I don't really think anyone's going to do it. I don't think I think New York might get close to doing it, but I don't think they'll part with quickly, which I, which I think is going to be. Right. It's going to be like three picks in quickly and they love quickly. And, yeah, know, they should. And I don't I, I think that that's the line for them. I think that mm-hmm. I think that quickly is going to be the line for them, and I think Toronto is going to be like, "I'll see you, I'll see you in June, you know, or July or whatever." Right. So, I don't think he gets moved. If you're Miami man, if you can free up the pick, and I don't mm-hmm. even know, I don't even know what you give with the three picks, but I, I, that's, I make it happen. That's-
2: yeah, that's, that's when it gets complicated because Toronto is not working up there because they're in desperate need for a point guard and a big. And those are also the Heat's weak positions, you can say, obviously outside of BAM. And so it's, it's, it's very tough for the Heat to make that work. So I, I'm just not sure if I believe it'll happen. Now, in a perfect world, hell yeah, bring OG on. Um, but I just also don't, I don't think it's really gonna, I don't know if we have what Toronto needs. in
1: chats is that he really think, OG is the guy, do you think that they'll have any, like any, any reservation about giving up all three picks? It's about the living, breathing player. And i MRNN just brought up my point in chat. He's always hurt. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of why I'm like in theory, but he's a guy that's injured a ton. Every season yeah. he has something. And with Jimmy always, I think you need a durable dude. I don't know. I, 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 I make the move for him. I don't think that they can get in that game. I just don't think they have enough to get in that game, but I would fucking love him because he, he and bam would have dudes in hell, bro. I do think that he doesn't fix your offense. And I do think that you need at that point. I think it simplifies what you need. I, I, I'm going to say something that I haven't really talked about a lot. I'm not a big Victor Oladipo fan this season. I think he's been good for them this season. I just don't Mm -hmm. really like the fit because he doesn't help your offense at all. He Mm -hmm. can't shoot, and he's like a good playmaker. He's like a sneaky good pick-and-roll player, like a pick-and-roll passer. He just doesn't shoot, and he doesn't get enough free throws. And it's like, I think he's a good player, but I think the lack of shooting is really just like Mm -hmm. not... That's a deal-breaker for me with this team. So... And he doesn't like really have a history of like being a good shooter, so right. I I don't want them to keep him this season this this off Like I, I think that they should look into moving him because I don't think that he will he will be in their price range, and I don't think that he is a guy that fits with Bam and Jimmy as also two non shooters. Um, and, and I think his shot selection is a little 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 everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, OG, you know, OG's a guy that like you know it's like kind of adding a guy who's like a good shooter, but kind of shaky lately doesn't give you too much on offense, but helps you a ton on defense. That that's what, what I'm saying is that acquiring OG makes it pretty easy. You're just like, I need a scoring guard who can mm-hmm. play make because at that point, now you have everything else kind of settled and you just need a real scoring guard who can play some defense and play make uh, as your point guard have Tyler with OG bam, Jimmy. And I think you have like a legit real good team.
2: Yeah. And so and I don't necessarily think he's ready for this, but if they're able to find more of a um shooting guard and just kind of have Tyler play more point guard, quote unquote officially, with him being already having so much playmaking um responsibility, do you think that kind of works? If what? If they bring in a different type of guard and just have Tyler more at more at point guard officially instead of just shooting guard with the playmaking, uh do you think that kind of works?
1: I don't really want Tyler in that role because I've seen guys, I think like Harden can be put in that role because Harden's like Mm -hmm. a very special kind of player. I think it's a mistake putting these kind of two guards into point guard roles. I think Mm -hmm. you should be careful about that. And I think having Tyler in the right role is important for his development. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with that. I do. I know that like bond and Tiff have talked about, like they're like an offense that doesn't need like a real, like traditional point guard. And I agree but I think that entails Jimmy doing more handling, not Tyler doing more handling. I think Tyler yeah. does the right amount of handling. And I don't think that should increase because I do think that we'll start seeing things like poor shots and turnovers. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with that.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with you. I just kind of wanted to see what you thought.
1: I think it's interesting. I mean, I oh, I think that's the target I want, but I don't think that they can... And that's part of the reason why I haven't like really talked about it on the pod. I just don't mm-hmm. really like... And I, my, I guess... Part of my style lately is like, you know, I'm not like interested in talking about things that I just don't think are going to happen. Like, right. you know, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that they can get in. I don't think that Toronto is going to make that deal. And I, I just think that they could just so easily get outbid. Just p- also like why we haven't talked a ton of trades. Cause it's like, I want Bogdanovich, but I'm like, they're asking for two firsts and like Miami just can't offer that. And right. like, they can get outbid. Cause if somebody gives two firsts, like their first is going to be better than Miami's first probably. Mm-hmm. And they can give like a second or like other things that we just don't have. And kind of you look at that and they've really kind of emptied their trove of assets because there has truly been like inflation on what guys cost. And yeah. and now they just, co- you know, it's almost like draft picks. Draft picks went through a period where they were so valued. Do You remember, Kenny, they were like the most valuable fucking thing. Like a first round pick mm-hmm. was like that was a lot. And mm-hmm. like probably like from 2015 to like 2020. And now. Like you need two first round picks to get like a rotational starter player. You know what I mean? It. It's like, you know, I don't know. I I'm old enough to remember when like two first round picks got you a star. Uh, Yeah, those days are gone. Like it was a conversation. Like two first round picks and like a young player gets you a star. And now like two for Bogdanovich and three for Ananobi. Ananobi is like not a star, but like a good player, a good young player. You know, good young
2: player who's still like. Obviously and clearly growing, he's not quite there just yet. Even still, he also has injury stuff. And so, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a tough asking price, but it is asking price. Maybe it's the Rudy Gobert trade's fault. Maybe it's just because Victor Wimben-Yama, Victor winbanyama's in the draft this year. I don't know. But um, I just think now we say all that to say the Heat don't really have enough to make that move or really any big move for a significant player um, this month.
1: I like what uh, what Ryan's Pivero said. He says we saw we saw the Mitchell cost unrestricted free agency is a dead end. If we want to be a player for a stud, we need to have four to five first ready to move, and that's mm-hmm. true because fewer players are opting to enter free agency. They're just signing their extensions and then asking to get moved, and that's yeah. just been the trend. Either for a sign and trade, or you know they just ask out in the middle of a deal. Miami got lucky with Butler because you know mm-hmm. because in reality, like. You know, they had to move heaven and earth to fit him under their, their cap. Um, yeah. and, and Philly, you know, got something they wanted out of it. But in reality, you know, that, that gets ugly nowadays. You know, guys aren't, when was the last time a big free agent name just changed? You know, was it Kevin Durant? I think so. Is Kevin Durant so. the last guy who just like outright just signed somewhere? Like a, like a star? Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, I guess. I don't think Chris Paul's like of that magnitude, but I guess I guess he changed the fortunes of a franchise. So is Chris Paul or did he get traded? No, he got traded.
2: Yeah, he did get traded. See if
1: He got traded. So is it uh, chat chat, can you help me out here? Is Durant the last star to leave his team via free agency? Because, you know, Giannis was the next guy who like was gonna have the meetings and everything, but then he just re signed with his team. You know, Beal never got moved. <laughs> chat was dead, man. Um, <laughs> you know, Jimmy came via a sign and trade, um, you know, off of off of a bad playoff run. Kawhi yeah, went to Toronto in a trade. I guess it's just Ka- not, I, I guess Kawhi yeah. to the Clippers. Kawhi to <clears> the, <throat> the Clippers. I guess would be, I guess Kawhi to the Clippers. As as going through, the, yeah. But I mean, you have to go like pretty back.
2: Yeah, and 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 that, that's Get out not of no here changers. with Brunson.
1: <laughs> chat, fuck off and that's that's not gonna change anytime
2: soon either because um players original teams can offer so much money it would just not make any sense for them to just leave that money on the table you okay. secure the money and then you get traded
1: yes exactly you secure the bag in the extension with the home raises and stuff like that okay yes that's mm-hmm. right duran and Kyrie, they're the last ones yeah they're the last ones and Kyrie came from and that was what 2019 2020 yeah so you know around the time of Kawhi and everything so yeah that, that's yeah. really it so, like, that's right. Unrestricted un- free agency is not what it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Collins, obviously, on the table for them. I think he changes their life, but not significantly. And I think Crowder the same. Although, I think teams are too out on Jay Crowder. I think teams are like, I wouldn't give anything for Jay Crowder. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I, saw, I saw what I saw what, I said what Iguodala looked after not playing <laughs> for, for half a year. He looked pretty good. Yeah. So, I, th- I- Yeah.
2: I welcome Crowder back. Um, I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, and you know, I've been like the Caleb Martin guy since the summer. Really, I think he, and we saw yesterday, he can hold his own in the role he's in. So I do think bringing Jay Crowder back would it make them a better team? I just don't. Well, for one, we haven't seen him play in a long time, so we don't know what version of Jay Crowder we're going to get because he's been pretty inconsistent throughout his career. But they won't be asking him for too much if he does come here. And so I'm, I'm, I welcome Jay back
1: completely. Just it just
2: depends on what they have to give up for. Him.
1: I would straight up give Depot for him. That's some, I think I so too. That's some, I think I so too. Now, Bon and Tiff would fucking kill me for saying that. They'd fucking murder me. And maybe yeah, I'm but, wrong. Maybe I'm over, maybe I'm undervaluing what Depot gives them. I would I do, think, I would do Caleb in a second as well. I Caleb in a second would I, be like my preferred. Yeah, chat saying killer and chats like no way. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'd have to think about it I haven't thought about this take. It's uh, this take is in its infancy Give me a I second. Think, Give me a
2: second. I think the, mo- I think the most I do is Oladipo and Actually, I say I would do Oladipo because you're not
1: keeping up no but, mm. well, well, no, but the you, you're, you're, like, you're not gonna well, keep Crowder either. So it's like
2: Yeah, but mm, I don't know because all deep and I do like what Oladipo's brought to the team he's in a rough stretch right now, but I'm not gonna just Judge his whole season based on that, but I do think that as far as all, if if you take all the depot out and put Jay Crowder in, it kind of simplifies things for the offense and kind of hopefully makes them a little better. You don't have four or five guys to choose from as far as playmaking goes. You have one less thing to worry about, and you have one more guy who can not shoot forty five percent from three, but knock a three pointer down here and there. And I think that's kind of something they. It's not. I wouldn't call Jay Carter a better player than Victor Oladipo at
1: it's the stage of, a, of their careers, more of a fit but thing, more but... of a fit. Yeah, more of a fit. So, I, you know, I'd only do it if you told me that they're moving Deadman and Duncan for another guy. Then I, yeah. Then, then I, I think about it. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, if you if you trade for Crowder, because Crowder, Crowder could play some backup five, and he did <clears> in the bubble. <throat> I think that if if you do move like I don't know Caleb in the second or like you know. Oladipo for him. Although, I, I don't really see what Oladipo does for Phoenix. Um, right. And Zach's asking who's going to defend guards if you lose Depot. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true because if you trade both Caleb and Oladipo, like, who are you guarding guards with? Because, like, even Lowry doesn't guard the fast guys. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm
2: keeping... In, in any scenario, I'm keeping Caleb. I think his yeah. impact kind of goes under the radar. I'm keeping Caleb no matter what.
1: I'm glad... Re- oh, Scraps, like, Crowder and Torrey Craig for Depot plus whatever. That... Now we're talking, baby. I can get into that. Now we're that. talking. You bring me Crowder and Torrey Craig. I don't think they do that. Doesn't Torrey Craig start for them?
2: I have no idea. I haven't watched Phoenix in like two weeks,
1: uh, so I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's yeah. No, I have, I have to think about this. I'm going to consult. I'm going to consult the group chat after this and see what they say. Uh, I don't think Duncan. You think Duncan gets moved? This is my question. Do you think Duncan gets moved this offseason?
2: No. This I don't deadline, think I should say definitely not the deadline. I don't think he's shown enough for teams to want to take on the contract, and the contract is still too far away from expiring for teams to want to really take it on.
1: I'm not gonna and lie. Team, yeah. If somebody asks for him, and if they're offering like kind of like a shit platter, I don't do. I it. say no. I don't do it because I think selling low on Duncan's stupid. I think I think you yes. wait for him to play better. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, he, and he's actually been fine this year. I haven't looked at the no, numbers. No, he sucks. But... I'm sorry. Oh, I, I don't. I'm not gonna. Yeah, look... I haven't looked at the numbers. Listen, I haven't looked at the numbers. Every like, I, you know, I've been accused of being toxically positive about this team, which I don't really think so because I've kept kept saying they're like a second round out at best. I'm not gonna let anybody on God's green earth say like Dunk has been good. I love Duncan well, I, I don't know if he's been good, but oh,
2: well, again, I haven't looked at the numbers, so I don't know exactly.
1: Dog he's shooting. He's shooting. Let me see. 33 from three. That's like his only job. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's riff. fucking bad for, for the type of player he is. Yeah, that's kind of For rough. anybody, dude. Like, is Jimmy shooting <laughs> yeah. better than that? Jimmy Probably. is shooting 30%. Ouch!
2: Oh, yeah. Is it over the team shooting? They Man.
1: fucking suck, bro! Yeah,
2: but now that you do bring it up, Max I think...
1: 34. Caleb, yeah, and... the lone star, 38%. The shining star, Caleb Martin.
2: Yeah, I think that's just... How do you feel about... Max, though, because I don't think they're going to bring him back next season.
1: What do you, what, who's gonna? Who wants Max, bro?
2: Somebody will want Max. Who are you going
1: to trade Max for? <laughs> yeah, like, I have a, no idea. Second round pick? <laughs> I guess, right? Like,
2: whoo- Yeah, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I think what the conclusion we've kind of had and we're coming back around to is that he just don't have a ton of options right now. Things start to get brighter for them as far as transactions go in the offseason. But right now, there's just not too many places to turn for one.
1: Chat saying trade max for what bro? Who wants that guy other than Tiff?
2: that that will work out in the heat save but I don't know if it, it's like the other team probably wouldn't benefit from that
1: I don't know bro make you give it, like do you trade him chap for a second? Like is that really I, I don't I don't think I do that. I would not trade Jimmy's friend for a second round pick Yeah, no, that's not that's not gonna happen and le- and Austin, if, he walks, if he walks whatever he walks like that's fine like yeah. if if I, I just don't see a robust market for him And I Mm -hmm. guess, you know, like, you know, people could say like, well, you know, Rui Hachimura sucks, and he went for like, you know, two seconds or three seconds, and Kendrick Nunn. That guy was drafted eighth overall, and like, any team is like, I can make this high prospect, like, work. Like, you Mm -hmm. think you get him under your system. Max, nobody wanted Max. Now they want him after he was here.
2: And I think teams are probably caught on to how players play after they leave the Heat also. It's it's never great. (laughs) So with Max performing the way he is this season, I don't know if he's really helping a team.
1: Killers like, in chat, I think people around the league would like Max. 34% from three, minus 2.4 EPM, 54 true shooting percentage, which is the 29th percentile. He's shooting 60% at the rim, which is bottom 36% of all players. He's shooting good free throws. He doesn't turn the ball over, so that's good. Just not thirty eight percent from mid range. Just just nothing there, bro. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. I don't know. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's gonna be very rough for the Heat to make a move this month. I, I'm gonna say that.
1: Fed's butter goes. What the fuck is EPM? It's called FPA plus <laughs> minus. It is uh, it is it is one of the best impact numbers uh developed by Dunks and Threes. It's a basketball analytics site. It's really really good. Um, it was voted like one of the best stats by GMS uh, last year, I believe. So really good site. Um, Fez is like, is this like setting a radio? It's just like setting up on radio. Uh, so <laughs> I I like moving moving off of those guys. I I don't really see mm-hmm. what's what's going on there. So yeah, that's, yeah, has gonna be a rough trade deal after the Heat. Uh, Fez asked what's Max's PDQ? His PDQ is actually negative this season. It's 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 uh it's negative two, and if you remember, the the lower PDQ is the better the number is. So. Kind of weird that PDQ kind of stands away from everything else. Um, I don't remember where PDQ ranked in the the GM survey, but it's a sad that we've always liked. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to make of that because all the other metrics don't really like them. But that's a question for another day. Kenny, mm-hmm. I believe we've answered the people's questions. We talked trades, which is what most people wanted to know on this lovely 1st of February. Uh, that's That's really what gets the people going uh trade deadline coming up we'll give you more coverage on that tomorrow pre-gaming we got a pre-game show mm-hmm. waiting for you ahead of Heat-Knicks. heat Knicks. he went there three games up from the play-in that's a huge huge thing and they'd be one game back at cleveland for number five with brooklyn in free fall sitting at at number four so i run out a, a run at a top four seed not looking so crazy Miami yeah, and, a little and, lucky and the Cavs have been struggling the Cavs have been struggling, so you and you you won a game in Cleveland. You need that because eventually you're going to have to win the tiebreaker over them if mm-hmm. you tie. So that was a big step doing it on the road. I think the remaining games you have at home, so you, you split you split the road series with with Cleveland this year. I think that's enormous. So what what do I have to answer the question? What's this? What is what's this K slash D ratio? I don't know. What is that? What are you talking yeah. about? Everybody's oh, just making. Death. Everybody's right. making up stats. What's a Call of Duty? Thing. What's D two F percent? Stop making up stats, okay? I did ED, I did E P M and P D Q. Oh, is that a Call of Duty stat?
2: The yeah, kill death ratio.
1: Oh, that's a, I didn't know that. See, I know melee stats. We have like opening per kill. That's like that is like the big melee stat, like openings per kill. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, FPS. That um, I'm. I'm Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm a nerd, but I'm not that kind of nerd. I'm like a fighting game nerd <laughs> or an anime nerd. I'm not a Call of Duty or CS2 or. I don't even know people were still playing Counter Strike. I, I was amazed. I was like, that's one of the biggest esports in the world. Maybe feel. No, I don't know what it is. Counter Strike. You know Counter Strike. I'm not a gamer like that. I play 2K and that's it. You to... Oh, chat's asking about Myers. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah. yeah, we talk about that. Okay, that was the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, bro. That guy literally said, what I went through after I said an anti-Semitic slur, it w- I would have rather been dead. Get a fucking... He says this while sitting in a mansion, Kenny. He said this <laughs> I, I, while sitting in a mansion. I think with Myers, um, so... He said he'd rather be dead. <laughs> this man said that while crying in front of Jeremy Schaap in a mansion And <laughs> I believe LA or Miami That's fucking crazy And Carleone is right He meant it Yeah, and crying
2: Yeah, and so For one because I'll, I'll kind of I'll watch some of it as much of what I could I watched as I could, the whole watch.
1: Twitter video the six minutes that they put on Twitter
2: Yeah, I, I didn't get through the whole thing. It's just because I think For one he said he didn't know what it meant, but that's not a word people know <laughs> and so it's not like, how do you not know what that means? Yeah, that, well, I, I'm, I'm, gonna Be honest, I didn't know what it meant. But would you say, shit, it, you don't know what it means? That's one thing, but two, it, it it's, it, I didn't know what it meant, and he, I, I, well, I didn't know what it meant because it's not a word just flying around like that. I, I had never heard that word in my life until he said it, and so I, as far as I'm just like, yeah, I never heard it in my oh, life. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so, I, um, as far as I'm not knowing what it meant, Were you I don't with us when that, that happened? Uh, is that your first season? I think I was. I think we might have talked about it, but I, I might have been brand new here.
1: That's crazy. You, know, you so, know, yeah. I mean, South Florida has a huge Jewish population, so yeah. But I, I'm not from that That's not <laughs> part. Of. Yeah, yeah. It. Well, neither am <laughs> yeah. I. I, you know, like I, I grew up in Kendall. Like I didn't meet, I didn't like meet a Jewish person till I was in college. Like every fucking person in Kendall was like some fucking Columbia, Colombian, straight out of you know, straight out of yeah. or whatever or, 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 or <laughs> Yeah.
2: You know, I never heard that word before so it, it, it's not a word. It's just flying around like being used loosely And so for one I didn't buy it. he didn't know what it meant and then two I just don't like when people do something clearly wrong and they try to like get on camera and like
1: be the victim
2: say Hey, yeah, hey, I'm a great guy now. Take me back and I think for me And I did see some people saying um, he seems genuine or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know about that but I, believe I will he's say-
1: genuinely sorry and I believe that he genuinely Put the work and has helped Jewish communities in the way that I believe Tim Hardaway like genuinely felt remorse and like That's not my place to say whether that apology is good enough or not But I do feel like I do feel he's genuine like I do feel like he's sorry whether that matters or not I don't know and I I I want to be clear Kenny and I I I don't know if you agree mm -hmm. with me I don't think he's just sorry that he lost his career. I think he's like genuinely. Sorry. He did that
2: yeah, I believe so but
1: I do think he's I, a shitty person, but yeah.
2: I do think he's sorry. But also, to you to what you said, I think he um it's it's not our place to like say that him being genuinely sorry is enough. And also he's a repeat offender. <laughs> he um he he had a thing in the bubble with he's not damn, kneeling, yeah. also. Yeah, so I think
1: I'm not uh, gonna lie, Kenny. Yeah. That was so fucked up, and I think it was UD, the one that had his arm wrapped around him the whole time which i was uncomfortable with that too ud who fucking pedals republican politics all over the city who are fucking crushing us like you know crushing you know co- communities of color and, and and poor communities Yeah, as this guy fucking is bfs with francis whatever the fuck is francis suarez or whatever the fuck is davis and all these shithead republican politicians so i didn't like that either yeah
2: um uh, it didn't unfortunately it didn't surprise me um i think a lot of Older inner city black dudes in Miami and rear the South in general, they have a lot. Of, they have a lot of views that like make you scratch your head a little bit. And so the UD thing didn't surprise me. And honestly, Myers not kneeling. Honestly, I, that didn't surprise me enough to bother me either. I just
1: no, think I, I was with that, that, I was bothered. By that,
2: I mean, but I I think you add that, you add his response to it kind of being like hey well you're calling me racist and i live a better life than you and whatever whatever that clip that brian showed us yeah, yeah, yeah. is that and then he did the anti-semitic slur so then it's like all right well <laughs> it's no and then on top of all that he just wasn't a good enough player to get away with That's all strike that strike two baby yeah and it, like it, it's... Ant-
1: anthony edwards you know said a, a horrible homophobic slur and mm-hmm. uh you know all-star all-star consideration for him you know Kyrie
2: Irving. Kyrie, um, yeah,
1: that's the other big one. I, I saw that he, Chef Trilly tweeted. He's like, "When is this dude going to learn that he's out of the league because he sucks?"
2: That's part of it too. Yeah. And even if he wasn't that bad of a player, there's no real room for a player like him in a league anyway. Like the seven, and also like he had seven years before he was decent in Miami where he didn't do anything. And so it's I don't know. Yeah, was, I don't. It was a weird.
1: Yeah. I just felt it was uh. You know what it reminded me of? I don't this is gonna be so inside of like another part, but like there's a huge controversy in like the 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 Twitch streamiverse where was this huge streamer, have you heard about this controversy? <clears throat> so this guy, Atrioc uh, was alt tabbing his Google Chrome tabs on stream, and it was revealed through sifting through his tabs. He had been watching uh AI porn. Uh, I believe the kids call it deep fake. Porn. I think I did
2: see something like that. He was he was watching another Twitch streamer, right?
1: Yeah, it was like porn of like another of an AI deep fake of like other Twitch streamers. So Atriok, uh gets on, you know, his stream brings his wife on, and is doing this like crying apology, which is like the you know it, it was just the weirdest thing. And it's all I could think about watching Myers fucking cry to Jeremy Shop. I was like, this motherfucker's Atriox two point. He's anti-Semitic Atrioch. <laughs> I'm like, it's like back to back, bro. I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
2: Yeah, it's just I, I couldn't get through that video. It just, I, I don't know. I, I
1: don't. Alex and Chad is like, good job explaining this. I felt like I explained that well. <laughs> you know, because
2: I, I knew, I, I saw stuff of it, but it's just certain. I stay away from certain topics. Um, because the the way I approach basketball, same way I approach everything. I don't want to like look at a bunch of shit that's gonna make me mad, and so like. I didn't want to see, I, I love you, um, man. You know, I, I I try to stay away from it. Well, I I didn't want to a, see.
1: He's in the melee community too, so that was one of ours. I was like, fuck, man, we took a hit. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I I I didn't want to see a bunch of people like defending like deep fake porn. Dog, was that was kinda... so
1: weird, bro. All these insults. Yeah, I I, like, I, What's yeah, I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to see that. crazy? People are fucking. I didn't see that. People are insane online, bro. Uh, The AI stuff's weird bro Like the whole trend of Not to get so off topic Listen This is classic heatbeat. Heatbeat (laughs) has been about going off topic This fucking AI art thing You know like how that works They like They get from a database of like art that's made And they just steal art To create this AI art So artists are just to follow me like Hey this fucking sucks And everyone's like AI selfie You know with the fucking filter And I'm like Mm -hmm. That is so fucking fucked up and bad And none of these people know that that's wrong and they don't care but it's just it's fucking insane, bro
2: Yeah, it's it's I, I didn't do that that little trend. I didn't do I, I just don't care to see myself look majestic anyway <laughs> But it, it was just kind of it, it it felt wrong.
1: It felt wrong Uh, I, I, While I answer one more question somebody in chat asked me Uh, hold on. I gotta scroll up. Somebody asked me Uh, what I thought of chainsaw man Uh, which is an anime that uh that I that I did not care for it's one of the most popular uh, things out there And I did not care for Chainsaw I read the manga I did not care for it I did think the anime Was an improvement But There you go Giancarlo Navas Does not care for Chainsaw man I think Denji's kind of an incel And I don't like him So there you go That's that's kind of where I am with that So we talked a lot of things today We talked trade <laughs> deadline We talked about The heat center rotation We talked about OGN and Obi. We talked about Myers Leonard's Cheerful apology We talked about anime We talked about Atrioch what a what a well-round what a well-rounded yeah. joke yeah, yeah I I, part have part I was to like nobody asked something. you that I just scrolled up it was polter uh it was polter. I just thought god damn it I just looked at it but I, I was like it's too late to mention the name of the person it was like polter whatever that person in chat I, I'm not good at reading names so leave me alone but um yeah so uh you know we 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 kind of stumbled to the end Polter, pul- mm-hmm. uh Pulster ghost We stumbled to the end we'll see you uh we'll see you tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. listen, we're approaching episode four fifty. We're we're getting close to five hundred episodes, ten year anniversary. You know, we'll, you know, we're uh we're out here, Miami Heat Beat. So see y'all tomorrow and uh you know let's go heat. Yep.
3: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. You're not ready if it's not ready our foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop com today. MyPatriotSupply.com